Hey, DC Righthammer here with Writer's Row. I have Dawn Hosmer again as a special guest. I want to talk about her author journey. I think there's a lot to learn there. And so I'll let Dawn go ahead and introduce herself. Hi, I'm Dawn Hosmer, as DC said, and I'm the author of Psychological Thrillers and Suspense. My fifth book just came out. I'm sorry, I don't have my real copy yet. So it says not for resale. Um, Pieces and Parts, which is a psychological thriller, just came out. Yep. Sequel to Bits and Pieces, which I yes. talked about on a previous episode. Great book. Uh, there'll be links in the description down below for you to pick up your copy. So Dawn, um, wanted to bring you on because we were talking, um, chatting a little bit, and um, you've been an author for a while, and yes. um, you've, you've you know published several books, and you've got quite the journey. So take us back to when you started off uh, being an author, and and talk us through how did you get into your your authorship um, and start publishing books, and and let's see where that takes us. And I'll try to keep it concise. Um, I actually, the first book I wrote was The End of Echoes, and I wrote that probably in. 2012 and back then I feel like self-publishing wasn't as common as it is now um, so I queried that book for several years I think two years and became very disillusioned because it was rejection after rejection so trying to get an agent and go the traditional route was my goal and then um while I was getting those rejections, I thought, well, maybe this just isn't the book that's going to get published. So I wrote bits and pieces and then also queried it and tried mm -hmm. to find an agent or a publisher. And I, I'm telling you, I had well over 150 rejections on these books okay. and was very, very disillusioned and was ready to quit. Um, I, and I think it's important to be honest about that because I think it's something many of us struggle with when when you're in a creative profession when people mm -hmm. aren't accepting of your work it's very easy to say nope i'm done nobody wants it um thank god my husband was like you're not allowed to quit this is what you want to do keep going yep. um and then a friend convinced me to join twitter and i was very hesitant because i already was too enmeshed with um social media and i'm like i don't need more yep. and I joined Twitter and when I do something I do it all in so if I'm going to commit to join Twitter I'm going to participate and I within two months of joining there were um, pitch contests on Twitter mm -hmm. um, which for those people who may not know a pitch contest is you basically take your book mm -hmm. and give a summary in 240 characters or less and then agents and or publishers read that pitch and if they like it that means they want more material sure so i pitched um bits and pieces and got more interest in that one pitch contest than i had in the previous like eight years wow and so i sent off um queries manuscripts and i actually got interest from an agency in canada a literary agent who really wanted my book but she wanted the major twist in the book removed. And okay. since you've just read bits and pieces, you know what that twist is. Yep. And I couldn't do it. I'm like, yep. it's not the same book then. Um, right. 
At the same time, I had a small independent publisher called Ant Colony Press who offered um, a publishing deal. And at that point, I needed, I could not do this on my own. I knew, yeah, self-publishing had gained some traction. Yep. I was at no place to do it on my own. So I went with the Ant Colony Press. Okay. And um, you can stop me if I'm talking too much. Um, right. So I, I was with them for about a year and they were a very small um, agency. And one of the staff people who was very integral in the publishing process, she had to step aside. Okay. And so at that point they said, if you want your rights back, you can have them back. And I still did not feel equipped to do this on my own. Um, so I was with Gestalt Media for several years and published actually my next three books with them. Uh -huh. And um, recently I have gotten all the rights back to my books and have self-published them all. So now they're all fully self-published. Okay. So that that's quite the journey from <laughs> from querying to small publishers to self-publishing. Um, what are what are some I guess lessons learned throughout that process? What are some things that you've taken away from that? There is no right way to publish. Um, mm -hmm. When I went into this, like I said, I was dead set on the only legitimate way to get published was to do it traditionally. Mm -hmm. And I, I think a lot of people feel that way. And a lot of people dream that, that that happens for them. But for me, that didn't happen. And what what it came down to is maintaining creative control of my work and being able to get it out there with a smaller agency versus keep waiting, keep waiting, keep waiting for somebody to fall in love with it. And um, I'm so thankful that I did go with that small independent publisher because for the two years prior to going with them, I could not write. I would sit down, I would start a story and my thoughts would be, why are you wasting time on this? Like you're doing nothing with your first two books. Why, why are you doing this? And just a little background, I'm a mom, I have four kids, I'm a wife, I have a chronic illness. so my time and energy is very limited. So I'm like, why Why are you running yourself into the ground for something that's not going to result in mm -hmm. anything? And I knew that going with the small publisher was the right choice for me because the moment I signed that contract, I was able to write again. Okay. And so that was telling me like, this is what you needed to do. You needed a step forward. The other lessons I've learned is that it's okay. Whatever route you pursue is legitimate and fine, and you're gonna find your readers. Like yep. if it's traditional, yes, you may find them quicker in, in a bigger way. If it's a small independent publisher, you're going to find your readers if you put the work in and you do the marketing. I, I believe that even traditional authors now have to do a lot of their own marketing themselves yeah. so you've got to put the work in okay um so you're now self-published it is all on you how does that feel how are you, what 
what are you looking forward to now or maybe dreading now that you're a fully independent self-published author? A couple of things. Um, I'm looking forward to being in control of my publishing schedule myself, meaning if I can put out right, get a book written and get it ready in three months, I could put another book out if if I'm ready to do that. Or if I want to wait a year, I can wait a year. And um, now to be transparent, um, what I am really considering right now is there are a lot of mid-sized publishers out there, um, like Book of um, There's a few of them that I've heard really good things about where you can submit directly to them and not have an agent. And if, depending on what I write next, I may try to go that route okay. um, and just be more of a hybrid publisher. Still sure. have control to write what I want and release as self-published, but then also get some of the push of a mid-sized publisher behind me as well. Um, I don't think that I will ever, and you can hold me to this, I don't think that I will ever go back to querying for an agent and going that route, but I do like having the support of a team behind me um, because it's a lot of pressure to do this on your own. Yeah, a lot of pressure and just a lot of work. Um, it it's been a while since I've done an episode on it, but all of the non-writing things that writers have to do to become authors yes. um, is, um, is a full-time job in and of itself. It's why there are teams of people that do that for a big publisher. There, you know, there is just so much. So I, I understand that. And I think, um, no, it, it's, it's nice that you get this sort of break in between publishers, you're self-published, you're independent, you're good to go, but you're leaving your options open. And I think that's something that um, is, is good for viewers of this show to, to hear that, like you said earlier, there's no right way to publish. And what was right for you and this book might be different than what's right for you in a different book later on in your life. Um, so that's really cool to hear. Um, I'm currently writing a fantasy novel and I'm sort of open. I want to finish it and mm -hmm. get some po good polish on it. But I think I do want to try pitching it. And I want to go through that process and I want to document it on this channel because I think that'll be valuable for me, but I think the viewers will like that as well. Um, and see where that gets me and do that for six months or a year, give mm -hmm. myself some time. Well, then I go back and start to finish some of the sci-fi work some of the sequels that I need to pump out. Um, and so that's sort of my plan. And I've got a five-year plan. When I first started publishing, it was like a one-year plan. Uh, and it, it wasn't even fully fleshed out. Um, so if I can bestow any advice on anyone still watching this episode, give yourself time. Like, you always have that extra amount of time to find that next, you know, if it's a publisher, Give yourself the time to find it and query or, you know, and you're finding small to mid-sized publishers. If you're self-publishing, give yourself time to wrap up everything the right way. You don't have to publish it right when it's finished, like, you know, hot off the presses. Um, and then, you know, really give your, yourself a chance to settle with where you're at in your writing journey, your author journey right now. 
it, because what I found early on is that I was not comfortable in my own skin. I was just moving forward haphazardly, and that led to me burning out yeah. and taking a break from social media, as I've talked about on this channel, taking a break from writing. Um, and that was a good thing. I needed to do that. But going in now, it's really going to be about, um, you know, getting back to what what makes me happy with writing. And then when I ultimately get to that publishing part, you know, really take my time and figure out what my options are. Maybe no one wants to, you know, listen to it in a query. No, no, I get no bites. Or maybe it takes off. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but, you know, at least going through the process, saying I've tried it and, and see what that gets me. So. And I think that will be interesting for viewers to watch that process because until you're in the midst of it, I don't think you understand the highs and the lows because every query you send, you start imagining like, oh my gosh, this would be a dream agent to work with and look at all these authors they represent that are like my heroes and and then you get that rejection and it's being able to ride the roller coaster and I think publishing whether it's traditional, independent, with a small publisher, it is a roller coaster. It's highs and yeah. lows. And persistence and dedication are like key. And just saying, yeah. I'm going to hold on. And when I need to step off the roller coaster, I'm going to give myself permission and time to do that. And I mean, like right now, I'm, I'm part of my brain's like, what are you going to write next? What are you going to work on next? And you know what I'm going to work on next? I'm going to binge the stack of thrillers I have here nice. by both um, self-published and traditionally published authors. I'm going to read them and I'm going to see what ideas come to me. And go. I'll write when I write. And I'm allowed to do that right now. And so I think it's giving yourself permission to take care of yourself in the process because that's so important. Yeah, especially for self-published, uh, at least what I can speak from. Um, you have to remember the self that's in self-publishing. You can't just do the publishing part of it um, because you will get burnt out. You will start to resent the thing you love and that's your writing, your characters, the world you've built. Uh, and that's the worst part of it all is, is when you start to resent the good stuff, the things that, you know, just get you through like, you know, Things are tough these days, um, and we, we do need a little bit of escape every now and again. And if you can build this cool world with cool characters and a, an interesting story, um, as a writer, that's awesome. And then when you get readers to go there with you, uh, that's really what it's all about. So um, appreciate you coming on again, uh, Dawn. One other thing. Um, can I say one other thing? Yeah, I think it's very important to not judge your success either by your sales. Yeah. Um, because those are part of the roller coaster ride. Sometimes the sales are going to be great. Sometimes you're not going to have any sales. And you need to find ways in this journey to get through those times where your sales are low and say it's still worth it. And for each person, that's going to look different. Um, but find the ways that work for you. Okay. Absolutely. Have multiple definitions of success. Sales are only one of those definitions. Um, and also, never take any reader for granted. If you get anybody picking up that book, it's one of the coolest things you're ever going to have happen to you. So, uh, thanks again, Don. Um, go ahead and give one more pitch to the new book so uh, people uh, remember. If you haven't yet read 
bits and pieces. Pick it up first because you will want to read it first. Pieces and Parts is the sequel, and it should be available wherever books are sold. Awesome. Thanks again, Don. Thank and you. We'll catch you another time. Take care. Thanks. Bye.